0: Be Wealthy and Smart, Episode 736. I think people are in different places right now. I think some people might have gotten fearful during the market downturn and might have sold at the bottom and suffered a setback. I think other people may have lost their jobs. Other people may have had medical expenses due to coronavirus. There's all kinds of situations and experiences that people are having right now. And a lot of those deal with creating a financial setback for people. So I want to talk about that and share an article with you from CNBC about how to overcome a financial setback. But I do want to talk about the market first before we get to the article. So we have been seeing this incredible bounce from the lows. And if you followed my stock market forecast, that's exactly what I said would happen. I really felt we would have a strong bounce off of the lows. And I just want to say right now, I think we are in the midst of a pullback. It started last Thursday when we had a sharp sell-off. Then we had the market open down 600 points on Monday morning, only to rally back strongly and also see another rally on Tuesday. But I do think Thursday, Friday, and Monday will be challenging. And we'll see what happens. But this pullback I'm anticipating won't be a reason to sell, but will be sharp and make people feel fearful again. But I do think we will rally into higher highs into August. So if you didn't get back in at the bottom, this might be a buying opportunity for you. So watch for what happens next week in particular and see if there is an opportunity maybe to get back into the market. I know people have been asking me since they have fear of missing out and they have been feeling like, oh no, I did the wrong thing at the wrong time and they sold and now they don't know when to get back in. So this correction we're going through or about to go through might provide that window of opportunity. I also want to say that the speculation that I talked about yesterday continues in the market. This is a year unlike most years, and the main reason I say that isn't just because of all the craziness we've had with the virus and being quarantined and civil unrest, etc. The reason I say it is because when you look at what has caused past financial meltdowns in the market, it's come from the fundamentals in the market being weak, and usually the market turning and going into recession. In this case, we had the strong market, and then we had the coronavirus appear from nowhere and create a likely recession. Again, a recession is defined as two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth. So we can't really get that until the end of June when we have the end of the second quarter And therefore, if we had a contracting quarter, which we likely will, then we will have an official way to say that, yes, we are or have been in a recession. So those reports of recession right now aren't really following the official definition of a recession. All right. So let's talk about how you can help get yourself out of any kind of financial setback and this was written by sarah o'brien and it's from cnbc.com and it says anyone whose financial picture isn't looking so rosy right now may want to prepare themselves for how long it can take to recover from an unexpected setback a survey conducted prior to the covid19 pandemic shows that about 75 percent of respondents had dealt with at least one major financial setback in the past according to a report released Wednesday by Ameriprise Financial. While many respondents, 48%, reported that they had recovered fully from their biggest setback, some even doing better than before the unforeseen event, 40% said it took three to five years to get their finances back on track. One important thing to know is that financial setbacks are actually really common, said Marcy Keckler, Vice President of Financial Advice Strategy at Ameriprise. And when we look at the top reasons for the setbacks in the survey, a number of them had been magnified or compounded for millions of people in the current environment. Market losses ranked as the top financial setback, 26%, followed by earning less than expected, 23%, job loss, 20%, supporting family members, 17%, Bad financial decisions, 16%, divorce, 12%, and illness, also 12%. So I want to pause there and just reiterate what she said with those statistics. So the most common thing was a market setback. So market losses were ranked as the top financial setback. 26% of people or nearly one quarter of everyone who said they had a financial setback said it was due to the market. Now I'm assuming that's probably in their 401k and in their investment accounts, but it could be more broad than that. And one thing I've really been telling people is that this year more than any other year in my 25 plus years of investing, This year is the one year I would say you need to be paying more attention to your financial investments, to your 401k, to what's happening in the markets, because in my opinion, we're going to have some dramatic moves, more so even than what we've seen already. We're going to see some high highs, and we're going to see some low lows. So just know that this particular year I'm saying right now is going to be probably the most volatile of our entire lifetimes. And that's why I've given you the advice of being very tactical with your accounts this year of writing this escalator back up, but also being aware there will likely come a time when you will not want to be in the market later this year. So just realize this is not a set it and forget it type of environment. This is something that you really need to be paying attention to your finances and to financial information more than ever. And I know that's not something we all wanna hear because we have so much going on in our lives, but I will be giving you the updates and giving you the short form so that you can get all the information quickly But I do really recommend that you pay extra attention in this particular year. I'd say from now, at least until Halloween, would be really, really beneficial for you to pay close attention. So back to the article, she had told us that market losses were 26%, earning less than expected 23%, job loss 20%, Supporting family members. Now that sometimes means that maybe mom had to move in with you or maybe a child had to move back in with you. Something like that, not anticipated, that was 17%. Bad financial decisions, 16%. That could be loaning someone money and they don't pay you back or spending a lot when just as the market turned down or buying something that was too expensive that maybe you couldn't really afford we're signing up for long-term debt that you really regret now. And then, of course, divorce and illness are always difficult, and it was 12% for each one of those. The article goes on to say, even as the stock market has come roaring back from the pandemic downturn, nearly half of U.S. households have reported a job loss since March 13th, according to census data. Another 35% were expecting a loss of employment income in the following four weeks. The Ameriprise survey canvassed more than 3,000 U.S. investors aged 30 to 70 who had at least $100,000 in investable assets as of January. Roughly 38.6 million U.S. households fall into that $100,000-plus category, according to separate research from the LIMRA Secure Retirement Institute. More than twice that number, 87.3 million, have less than $100,000 in investable assets. Regardless of where or whether you fall on that spectrum, the lessons learned by those surveyed can be applied to anyone whose financial life has been upended, Keckler said. For one, while many respondents said their financial setback was stressful, they also reported some positive emotions, including being determined. So how did those warriors do it? By adjusting their spending, 50% did that, or savings habits, 37% did that, working more, 26% of people did that, and using emergency savings, 24% did that. I'd encourage people to focus on how they can take charge of things they can control, because it's a challenge when you feel out of control, Keckler said. She added that one positive result of dealing with a financial setback can be a new focus on preparing for it to happen again down the road. People said they were much more likely to have set aside an emergency fund or a rainy day fund for any future challenges, she said. And then they have a chart here, the cost of financial setbacks. So 34% of investors said their worst setback was at least $100,000. 18% said it was above $200,000. 16% said it was $100,000 to $200,000. 18% 18% said it was between 50000 and 100000 16% said it was between $25,000 to $50,000. 13% said it was between $10,000 to $25,000. 15% said it was under $10,000. And 5% weren't sure of the cost of their financial setback. So again, they solved the problem by adjusting their spending or their savings habits, working more, or using their emergency savings. I'd done a podcast about how millionaires were deferring their savings for a year. And that goes along with this article because it said 50% adjusted their spending. So that could be that feeling a setback that people put off how much they were going to spend for another year. They put off going on their vacation or making a large purchase or something like that. So what you need to know is that your net worth doesn't always go up in a straight line. It's never fun to have setbacks, but they happen. And they happen because oftentimes financial situations are in cycles too. So we have different markets moving up at certain times and moving down at other times. So you're not going to be experiencing a smooth straight line up in your net worth. It's going to be higher at some times and then pull back. I would say one of the most important things is just hanging in there and keep going. Just don't give up. Things can turn around faster than you think. And there's always good investing opportunities out there. It may not be the broader stock market. It may be something else. But there are always good investment opportunities. And if you're looking for those opportunities, you will see them. Remember, we always talk about a wealthy mindset being the foundation of your wealth. And I really believe that to be true. So maintain the certainty that you will have financial success and that will help you have financial success. So if you keep a positive attitude and you are looking for good things and you're expecting good things and you're thinking that you're on the lucky side versus thinking that you're unlucky pessimistic, looking for bad things to happen, well pretty much you're going to find what you're looking for. So why not look for good things? Why not have positive expectations? Why not have certainty that you're going to have the success that you want, that you just know everything's going to work out okay? That's the mindset that you want to have, especially during difficult times like this. Because mindset is everything and we're going to have a lot thrown at us. Look at all the things we've had thrown at us this year. So the best thing you can do is keep a positive mindset. So whatever it is you need, I've got you covered. I've got podcasts on mindset, if that's what you need. I've got podcasts on how to get out of debt, if that's what you need. I've got my stock market forecast, if you need to know what's going to go on this year. Whatever you need, I think I've already got it covered for you in the Wealth Mentoring Library. That's on my website at lyndapjones.com forward slash podcasts. And if you really need some inspiration and a plan to get your finances together, check out my book, You're Already a Wealth Heiress, Now Think and Act Like One, six practical steps to make it a reality now. It's going to give you that plan, show you everything you need to do with your checklist to make sure you're on track and help get you to financial freedom faster. That's all for today. Until next time, live the good life and be wealthy and smart.